Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Here comes the run. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're speaking to you from Camps Bay, a beautiful part of the Cape Province in South Africa. The day after the whole season ended, some of you are already engaged in your next season, but uh, for us, Slotty, we've had enough of rugby for just a little while. Yeah, no, we're sad because we're not going to see much of each other for a while. I, I know you'll miss me. I know it's going to be hard for you, Jonesy, um, but but it's been a it's been a lovely few months together. I think I could say on a, on a sort of personal and journalistic note, I, I suppose people don't realise that um, we have a bond in our in our media core, which is probably as strong as a players or spectators or anything, because we all make fun of each other and take the mickey, to use a pleasant word, 24-7. But actually, we are pretty tight. Rather like the England team, we needed to uh, um, improve our game in time for the World Cup next year, Steve, and uh, prove that we were capable of covering the World Cup. And we've all taken on new skills. You, you've discovered that you can perform on a daily basis, which is a great thing to take forward. I've always been able to perform on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, sorry, you mean newspapers. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's fair enough. Thank you for that compliment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'd really love to th- uh, like to thank you for, for listening to us. It's really nice when you meet people across the world who say, oh, I love the ruck. Thank you very much. We've had a great season. Mark Evans being on was a highlight. So too Ben Ryan. Uh, so too the Alas Slot and Jones show. We put so much time into thinking up that title. And also um, the time when we had four, four uh, top girls on from the England women's game. And my goodness, we got a heck of a reaction for that. But Owen, um, you're just uh, typing your stuff for, for Monday's times. But so we, you know, the, we, we, we're speaking effectively after that. But just some last uh, thoughts on England in Cape Town and in South Africa as a whole. Everyone is desperate to get home, desperate to get shot of the season and really quite pleased to get shot of this tour. Uh, One thing that really struck me after the game was the real buoyancy that the players had following that victory. Any sense that it was a a, a dead rubber consolation type thing um, buried immediately afterwards. And then speaking to some of the players afterwards, decent players who who, who I think are honest, uh, like Johnny May, Danny Cipriani, they, they they were genuinely putting over this impression of of a team that 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 felt that for all that it was a two one defeat 
uh, in the series that they'd had a bit of a bounce. I think that the newspapers, I certainly know my piece in the Times, will be challenging that theory because I'm not not convinced remotely that there has been a bounce. But uh, I think the fact that players are believing that is is probably the the, the first most important part of it. These guys, they're, they're, they're generally decent guys. Let's say that we don't think that they're so good in the media environment as they could be because they're all characters. But I think your point is that you're making is we're happy for these guys that they've gone off the field with their heads held high with a victory, but we are still not sure that anything new was started was started in Cape Town. I said from the start of this series, and I still believe it, that I think this England were a good team, but I just don't think they particularly played like one. Obviously, clear flashes in the first two tests, and then the last 25 minutes in, in Cape Town, they seemed to um, gather themselves. Um, to what extent that was the Springbok spirit just deserting them, I, I'm, I'm not really sure. Eddie's been going on about this is the renewal tour. We're renewing the team. I think Tom Curry's been, you know, if you want a find in... in Big old inverted commas, and Tom Curry's your man. Mike Brown is a left wing, uh, which I thought was preposterous. Happy to say that worked. Uh, I can't see it quite as the World Cup answer. The the attack coach, I, don't, I, I keep him as well. That aside, I'm struggling to really go. Yes, England have taken massive strides. I'd, I'd loved, I'd loved it that Joe Marler looked to be more, much more like the Joe Marler we know and love yesterday. But I have to say that, uh, you know, harping uh, back to 2003 may not be any good, but at least it, you can trace the process of a World Cup team, and that team by now, before their World Cup was all, was all almost 12 or 13 of them were all were all inked in. This time, there are so few players you can put your hand on your heart and say, we'll definitely be there in the autumn uh, and starting. And I think that is a very bad thing. And, and I think, actually, this team is sort of almost folded and, and died. And yesterday was the last quack of the dying duck. Um, I think Eddie's got to have a real big think. He's got to trust the premiership form far more. He's got to stop having these sacred cows, stop by wasting people's time by bringing them in too early. But I think there's a sort of inner spirit in the team. As you, as you say, but let's move on to the Springboks. Uh, I just absolutely love being here in this fantastic country and seeing the the progress that Razi Erasmus has made. He's got to do what they call uh, development, and that means development selections. He has to have fifty percent non-white players by the time of the World Cup. That de- definitively means you are not always picking on merit. And the good news is that some of the non-white players have come through and are clearly merit selections. Others, as we saw yesterday, with probably Chili Boy Radapella and Elton Yanchis, some of these non-white players are, I'm terribly sorry to use this word, they are token and development selections. Having read sort of a lot about the politics of transformation in rugby and how hard it's been, and and Erasmus has seemed to have really grasped it brilliantly, I think that the one thing that the that black players have hated and do hate is is to have that term token as you say you're you're there because coaches obliged to fulfill the quota and and Yanchi's yesterday he looked like that didn't he where well, he he looked out of depth it was uncomfortable it was sad to watch him um playing like that um I like the fact that that uh, before the game I like the fact that Erasmus has picked him he clearly had this policy of Pollard for the first two tests and and try his other guy for the third look we've had a lovely tour here and I'll never forget being there for Beast um Beats 100th cap to see uh, Sia Colisi 
do his press conferences in England uh, um, as the first black South African captain, which was marvellous. And to see this nation, it is very easy to make too many judgments from a small section of the population and just what we see and what we rub up against. But I do think that this place, if only it could cut crime and corruption, this place is it's slowly coming together. Let's just uh, speak about some of the other teams because Ireland have won Test series in Australia, Slotty, which with Aussie improving, is a, is a major feat and shows this team is still on the on the march. Slightly sad thing about that is you go away from watching that Ireland, that well the final Test, but also all three of them were so um uh, were so coloured by the refereeing decisions. The referee yesterday was horrible in that game, and you'd really like to undo a, some of the some of the decisions he made. The Full out yellow card, and I think it was a penalty just before the uh, two minutes before the end against the replacement hooker. Uh, uh, baffling and and not good for the game. And uh, Steve Hansen's been quite vocal today, sort of talking across um, both the, the Kiwi France series and the Aussie Ireland series, saying, um, "Hang on a second. Even though the All Blacks got the better of most of the refereeing in, in that uh, in the All Black series, funnily enough, he was able to um, acknowledge that." This wasn't really good for the game. The game was uh, refereeing like that. So influential was taking uh, international rugby in in a in a poor direction. And um, because of that aside, it's been a brilliant summer, though, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a fantastic summer. And and and, and Ireland, you know, are on the way. But refereeing just just, just drives me mad. I thought Glenn Jackson was dreadful at uh, Newlands, and I'm sorry, but uh, they have to be treated the same way as the players and and journalists. You have to criticise when it's due and. Uh, I felt the three referees over the weekend were awful, the ones I saw. And also, you know, you get things like uh, in Australia. Australia have a perfectly good move uh, in the middle of the field. Uh, there's a, Passing is fine. Paul Williams, the toucher, calls a forward pass, which wasn't, categorically was not. Two minutes later, they, they uh, Ireland passed the ball forward right in front of his nose, five yards away from him. Anyway, he's play on. It's just appalling. And, you know, Steve Hansen, you could say he's one, he's one to complain. He shouldn't. But uh, on the other hand, uh, very poor refereeing. Now, um, Wales um, and Scotland, um, Scotland managed to lose to America, but we saw them yesterday against Argentina. Uh, incidentally, Wales uh, back home safe, played 3-1-3. Three, three. Uh, all their um, uh, backup players... Um, sort of restored and in order so that uh, the Giants who can come back into it, Alan Wynne-Jones, Sam Warburton, Jonathan Davis, so they're, they're in good shape. But uh, one team not in good shape, Owen, we, we watched last night over a beer after work to see what used to be the Pumas. I can't really understand what's, what's happened there. Um, uh, so what, I, I left before the final score at half time. They were thirty points down or something to Wales. What was the final score? Oh, it was a lot. Um, they'd been they'd been beaten by Wales two weeks in a row, and then uh, and then Scotland uh, missing a lot of first choice players cruised, didn't they? Um, sad. And, and the reason I don't understand it is their Super Rugby team, the Jaguares, um, had become really competitive in the last few months, and then you go to international rugby, and suddenly it's gone. It is, and um, I, I think uh, as Scotland are in blue, by the way, Wales are in red. 
Um, they, they were. Um, I think that's what that's what's helped them, and I think that's what's knackered them. Because when the Argentine team got together, they would always come into camp from all parts of the world. They hadn't seen each other for ages. They'd get there, they'd have a beer, and they'd start recreating that fantastic spirit. Now you can't do that when you've been together in a team that's flown all over the world for uh, for, the, for Super Rugby, and suddenly that you, it just becomes samey. And I think the urgent thing about the Pumas is they must get rid of the law which stops them playing foreign uh, overseas-based players and bring them in. And then suddenly you've got six or seven players to, to give it some spice uh, and, and, and that's what they need. But in the first half, as you say, there were times when they didn't seem to be trying. And for the Pumas, that is, that is shocking. Anyway, um, we've got we've got planes to catch. Oh, what time are you? Uh... Just, just before I answer this, I'm I'm halfway through departures and out the door. Uh, we, I don't think we can we can finish our sort of wrap up with that acknowledging that victory for the USA against Scotland a, a week ago. Um, so that was the Scotland that just beat Argentina. So that was uh, America's first uh, victory against a Tier One nation. Steve. Um, Having seen seen that and knowing American rugby as you do, which young American players you see coming through in the next couple of years? <laughs> right, um, I'm just trying to think. I've got a big list of them here in my head. I just can't bring them forward. I, look, they're, 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 with respect to them, they are, they're clearly in terms of their league and their um, and their national team. They're clearly at last getting to grips with rugby and uh, and it's coming on. But the the Georgian Slotty. Um, Front row forwards um, to the fore there, but who are the young Georgian props you think are coming through? The, the new crew from Tbilisi are the ones to be watching out for. They're, they're, they're looking very strong. And um, any names for us? Or <laughs> that one never failed. Whenever we ask someone, we started off by adding ad, asking Adam Hathaway for the <laughs> rising players in the Japan Under Twenty team. Uh, he almost choked. Anyway, um, so, sometimes our. Uh, preparations and our, and our uh, research are caught out. Thanks to everyone who, who listened to us this year, who, who downloaded us. Thank you for our uh, lovely producer, Alex, who did so well. He often got us into a studio that was excellent. Not every week, but uh, we enjoyed that broom cupboard as well. All being well, and if the Lord spares us, we'll be back in September for what will then be World Cup season. Just before I go back to Owen for his thoughts... Thanks a million again. Uh, rugby's a great game, played far too often, far too much ferocity, far too much poor refereeing, but I still wouldn't change it. And the guys I've been without here, uh, and I'm sure you and all your friends, uh, your sons, daughters, neighbours, um, whenever rugby is brought up, whenever you go to play, well, you've got that in your heart as well. So we'll give the final word to Owen uh, before we pack our bags. Uh, watch Harry Kane uh, on another glory charge. And for the last word on the ruck in this season, Owen. Wow, wow, it's quite hard to um, follow a summary like that, Jonesy. You, re- you really gave it your all. So uh, I'd just like to say congratulations to you keeping your um, both shoes for, for the entire tour. Uh, that, that, I think, is the appropriate place to finish this. They are uh, a, a massive set of, uh, of boats that he wears on the end of his feet. And they've, they've come from, um, from Durban to uh, Johannesburg to Cape Town and they'll be home again in one piece so we can all sleep well. Thank you for uh, listening to The Ruck. We'll be back in September.
Your History is a new podcast brought to you from The Times, and it brings together the real-life stories from our obituaries desk, which have been published for over a century. In this brand new show, we build on this legacy and explore the endlessly fascinating lives who have enriched and informed our own. Join me and our sponsor, Ancestry, as we journey through your history. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.